how's your uh, how's your day been? Ah, uh, not too shabby. We're painting the dining room slash kitchen um, over the next couple of days. We planned on getting it started today, as far as actually painting goes, but we ended up just like taping everything today. So like taping around all the doors and windows and shit. Um, trying to do that with the toddler. No, not fun. No, I no, think we've been there. Yeah, we've, we've done that. Um, the, what we end up doing is staying up till two in the morning and painting when he's asleep. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we basically, um, Sarah said, basically, as soon as I get up, because basically, um, I said basically like fucking five times, um, pretty much <laughs> when I get up after like we record and everything, um, Malcolm's usually just gone down for his nap. So basically I'll wake up. I fucking said it again. Um, I'll wake up. <laughs> And With Zappy. that's the first code. I know, right? It's not even something that I say often, so I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> we're rubbing off on you. It's that West Coast scene. Yeah. Before you I know. Uh, basically, you're just becoming like us. Yeah. I mean, before scary you know, I'm going to be like basically uh, totally hella cool. It's hella cool. Guys. It's hella cool, guys. Hella yeah. cool. Ivan, if you jump up here, we're going to have problems, bro. Oh, my gosh. We got so much equipment going. I will mess you up. Yeah. Tonight is not the night, bro. I love tonight you. Is not the fucking night. Oh, by the way, anyone listening, Ivan's our cat, not a human. Yeah. So I'm just threatening an animal, not a person. Ivan the terrible. And by threatening, I mean, I will clap my hands at him if and, he does and then, anything wrong. And then still probably get fucked up because he is... Oh, he'll mess me up. There's a reason his name's Ivan the Terrible and not Peter the Great. Right. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, um, we'll just oh, sorry. right there. And- That's fine. I just, I yeah. figured you could run the, the, okay. I just yeah. don't know how, what order you want going. All right. So let's um do an intro. Should we, well, should we separate the sexes? I don't know. I think we should keep them together. I think we should keep them together. I think so too. Yeah. All right. I don't think we ever keep them together, do we? No. Let's keep them separated. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nine, two, There's three, a new intro music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's not round table. Well, it's a, if our screen was bigger, I could just read behind me, but I can't. <laughs> so I got to do this all from memory. Here we go. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. This is uh, Ricky Hayes. I'm sitting next to my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got the one, the only, Tony, the fucking researcher, the stats and info guy, Lance. That was a horrible intro. I don't know what I'm doing. I just paused. I don't know. Josh not being here is fucking me up, but it is what it is. Guys, you've got us again. This is a Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're bringing you another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable tonight. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, and like you uh, heard, it's me, Karina, and Tony. We've got no Josh, no Stephanie tonight. Stephanie. Stephanie. We've got no Stephanie tonight. But we're gonna we're gonna persevere and we're gonna fucking kill this shit. We're gonna get through this, man. We do good. We do good with just us three. It's all right. Shit. We miss them. We love them, but we do good. We'll we'll be all right. We got if you guys don't want to hear us talk, that's fine. We understand. We know Josh has this following. He's a sexy (laughs) fucker, and I don't blame any one of you guys for liking him more than us. (laughs) I kinda like him more than me. He'll be back. He'll be back. We promise. Yes, we promise. And guess what, guys? We've got a very uh, exciting episode. Um, We're going to be doing a lot of guessing and assuming 
But I'm going to just give you a heads up right now. Big old spoiler alert, because tonight we are breaking down CBS Challenge cast. That's right. The cast spoilers have come out and we're going to go through them all. Uh, just want to, you know, put a little asterisk here. Um, rumored cast. Nothing is official until, you know, until you're in front of TJ. Um, we do get our our cast spoilers from a very reliable source. Um, but just so everybody knows, anything that we talk about today, this is recorded on March 12th, 2022. So anything we talk about today is the uh, spoiler information that we have up to this point. Yeah, and really, this is a follow up episode to the one we did last week where we were talking about CBS The Challenge again. And it was a whole bunch of predictions and guesses. And we might have got a couple of them right. I don't really remember because, you know, we got a lot of kids running around here. So, well, and we just record, we record so many, so many episodes. Like, and then, like, sometimes we'll record and then that roundtable might not come out for like a week or two or three. Yeah. And then we also have like our group chat that we all just bullshit in all day and talk about the same shit we talk about on the podcast. And then we also have our groups that we do the same thing. So like, I never know. No. I never know what we've talked about until I actually like listen to the the episode. So. It's funny. So we're actually surprised and... Uh, excited to listen to the episodes as you guys are because we don't know what the fuck we said. At least me and Karina. Um, Tony might have a better idea, but that's not our forte. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you guys got any thoughts before we start diving in? I'm not super impressed with the fact that one third of the cast is from Love Island. Yeah. Yeah. Just just forewarning to everybody. Um, we're not going to have a whole lot of information on that because none of us watch Love Island. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, no. we, we got some information for you guys on those people, but we don't have a lot, um, you know, but we're, we're going to do our best well, tonight. We're going to do our best tonight. I mean, let's be fair. We don't watch it, but that's not to take away from anyone coming from that show no. because I really feel like that show is going to be the new AYTO. Oh yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? And, so, yeah. and that's the thing. And you know, is, is, um, and I don't know if you guys want to, how you guys want to go about doing this cast. But I also um, took the time to put together a little list of people. And I know that the challenge, uh, I'm sorry, that the CBS challenge is, you know, in theory, going to be different somehow from the MTV challenge. We obviously don't know yet. Um, But we have had some Love Island people on the MTV challenge. That is um, true. Who have done pretty well. So once we get around to talking about Love Island, I actually have a list of the people, um, you know, and so we can talk about that a little bit, too. So. You mean AYTO 2.0? <laughs> You're such a dork. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so uh, like I said, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where you want to start. Where do you want to start? You know start what? We're going to go. We're going to start with the women and we're going to go in alphabetical order. Lady and we're first. just going to go through this. Um, I'll lead off the discussion and then I'll let, you know, Karina and Tony and my kind of jump into it. Tell us their thoughts. I'll chirp in every now and again, um, because to be honest, we all have different kind of specialties when it comes to watching these shows. Uh, Tony is our resident survivor guy um i'd like to consider myself our resident amateur big brother watcher yep um i try to watch as many seasons as i can um some of the older ones look i'm not going to go back to 2000 and watch big brother one i'm just not going <laughs> to do it but you have seen the most of the big brother seasons and you've seen out of yeah. everybody on our team you've seen the most yeah so, so you are our resident big brother expert don't downplay it <laughs> 
And then I'm like the the middle because like, like I know the jack I know, of all trades, but a master of none. Exactly. Well, no, because I think I know You're the challenge a- more than you guys. do. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I was talking about CBS shows, but yeah, you know, the challenge. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's the most important knowledge to have on this, because we're not talking about Big Brother. We're not talking about Survivor. <laughs> we're not talking about Love Island. We're talking about the challenge. Except yes. Except tonight we are talking about Big Brother and Survivor. And but Love they're Island. all playing the challenge. And you know what? At the end of the day, Julie Chen's not hosting it. No. Nope. Jeff Prost is not hosting it. No. Nope. Whoever the fuck hosts Love Island, I think it's Matt Cutchell's girlfriend. I'm not 100% sure on that, but no I'm just throwing that out there. Um, If you guys don't follow them, watch him. Uh, he's got a thing called Emo's Not Dead. Hilarious. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, TJ Lavin's hosting this fucker. So at the end yeah. of the day, it's the challenge. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. So without further ado, let's um just jump right into this. So right off top, the very first person we're going to talk about on the women's side is going to be Alyssa Lopez. And she's from Big Brother 23. Um, she did fairly well. She had a she had a little bit of a hard time in some of the competitions, but she this was one of the seasons where she was she had the cards stacked against her. There was an alliance in there that was just dominating called the cookout and nobody was really fucking with them. You know, point blank. Yeah. But she's a, a very athletic girl. She's smart. Um, she seemed to have a pretty decent social game in Big Brother. So um, with the other Big Brother players in there, in my personal opinion, she might do well. Um, I don't know if I see her winning the final or even making the final, but yeah. I don't see her being the first one to go home either. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I just I guess I never took to her. I, I wasn't really impressed with what she did on Big Brother. Um, And like, I remember people like talking about, oh, like Alyssa would do good on the challenge. And I'm like, where? Where would she do good on the challenge? Um, And then now we're here and we'll see how that happens. Um, And maybe I'm just not giving her a chance. I don't know. There was just something about her in the Big Brother house that I personally did not like take to. I didn't like. Um, and I can't even really like pinpoint a reason why it was just like one of those things. You know what I mean? To be fair, when you were watching Rivals 3, did you look at Ashley Mitchell and be like, she's going to be really good? N- no, I mean, uh, it's hard to say because she did do pretty good that season. Like she was Ashley's always been a, a pretty decent competitor. But we, we've never seen her. So if she comes out and she goes midway. In her first season, I mean. Well, and the thing is, is that with a lot of these Big Brother players, like, it's hard to judge their, like, competitiveness on a challenge level because of the types of, you know, competitions that they do in Big Brother. Like, they do have some some difficult ones there, especially, like, the endurance ones that literally will last, like, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, but at the same time, the the types of competitions that they do are not on the level of the types of competitions that they do on the challenge, right? We can all agree on that, yeah. right? Yes. So it's hard to judge like what her physical capabilities would be, but I just, so I, with Big Brother, I go a lot more off of like um, social game, mental, all that kind of stuff. And I just, like, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just that I just wasn't like super impressed. 
I guess, was just what it is. But again, you know, it's it. she it, there was a lot of big personalities on Big Brother 23. And she like you said, she was on the outs of the big, huge alliance. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like we got to see a whole lot from her. And this was actually one of the seasons that I did not watch live feeds. So I didn't really get to know her, I guess. And so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm open to her being on the show. I'm not like upset about it or anything. It just isn't somebody that I'm like, yes, like the, she, Alyssa, like it just, I'm like, cool. All right. That's fair. I I'm, I, I agree with you. Uh, Tony, do you have any thoughts on her or no? No. Um, I did just want to say though, I just opened up the list so I could actually see the people that we're talking about, considering <laughs> I don't actually know anything about the people we're talking about from Big Brother. Um, <laughs> there was an update on um at 4 48 p.m for this cast yeah where there are people that were dropped last minute or alternates yeah we're gonna get into that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll bring okay. into that yeah so i didn't we heard. i didn't see that beforehand so that's okay yeah we'll, we we saw that um probably about an hour before we hopped on an hour or so before we hopped on we were like okay cool. well i guess we'll address that on the episode <laughs> well even then so here's my theme and just kind of taking a look and i haven't gone through and counted up all the different members from each show i'm going to do that as we go but um so i know with big brother as of now with the one person that's dropped who we'll get into uh, there's nine total Big Brother players out of 26 uh, total spots right. currently right now, unless they decide to fill, you know, one or two more. But as of right now, as we're recording this at 10.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on March 12th, 2022, this is what we have. Um, so that's, you know, if nine, that's what, 18 and then another nine, that's 27. I mean, it's almost a one third break. But, you know, if Big yeah. Brother ends up winning the first two dailies and but controls it, it, I don't think she goes home relatively early is kind of what I was getting to. But, I, but again, you know what I mean? It all depends on like, like, like you said, it's almost a one third cast, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not quite. And all it takes is that one extra vote for, you know, a certain show's alliance to well, be on top. If the person that got dropped or dropped personally chose to drop gets replaced by another big brother it's going to be 10 right and then that's a big difference yeah that's a huge do we know do, do we know what the final cast count is is it a 30 is it a 30 cast i or think 26? it was 28, 28? before they started dropping it was 30 because uh, okay. it was it the breakdown before that list there was um i think it was nine big brothers three amazing race eight survivor and 10 love island wow yeah so but the, it's it's interesting and i know we're talking like we're going in alphabetical but it's it's really interesting with love island because it's so like the cast is so interconnected um there's two two people from love island that do a podcast together there's another two that are dating there's another two that are dating and oh, then there's shit. another two that were dating but split so oh, that count like that's eight wow. people that out of that 10 that are already like in duos yeah they're like, two of them two of them together yeah two of them together are listed as as alternates now so i don't know but yeah i don't like that 
I know out of this Big Brother cast that's on there, I think it's like one. There's two. And then there's three is Tiffany. And then three, mm-hmm. there's six of them from this last season. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so that's that's like a, in, in four and out of that huge. six were in a, in a major alliance. Major alliance. Yeah. Account. So. Yeah. Get like, into that. Yeah. With, and with Survivor, there's, two from season 41 who were in an alliance together. There's three former winners who all played season 40 together. Two of those three were in an alliance together. So like there's so much, like so many variables of people who already know each other going in. Plus like the survivors already know everybody in survivor. Yeah. And that's a thing is is the big brother world is so interconnected. It's like, you know, everybody knows everybody. So even the people that weren't on this particular season, last season, know these people and have met them since. Um, So it's going to be interesting to watch. I think just kind of looking at the cast, I think if it was a completely individual game, which we don't know if it's individual teams, how they're going to break it down. We have no fucking clue on that. Yeah. But if it's strictly an individual game, my winner or my pick for winner would not be from Big Brother or Love Island. No. Yeah. (laughs) But if it's with that being said, I think the Big Brother Alliance that's set up in this game is set up to go pretty far and someone's going to have to make some big fucking moves. Yeah. So, okay, without further ado, let's keep this fucking train running. Keep it running. Um, and I, I apologize ahead of time if I butcher her last name, but the next uh, lady we have up is Angela Rummins. And Rummins. she Rummins, and she was from Big Brother 20. Um, I believe she got third place, if I remember correctly, because I think she was uh, the final three was her, uh, Casey and Tyler. And I believe Casey took Tyler. I I think that's how it ended up working. Anyways, long story short, um, very good player, um, won tons of competitions, was the HOH many times, won power veto many times. Yeah. Um, Arguably, if she was in that final two, she might beat Casey. Um, I think she had a good chance of beating Casey or Tyler yeah. if she was sitting in that chair. She is my sleeper pick. Oh, yeah. And as far as this goes, like because she is super athletic, she's um, smart. She had a great social game. And, you know, it's that thing like Big Brother day one, you're setting up an alliance. So they're already going to go into this game having each other's back. And yeah. I think that's going to be the the hardest thing for every other cast like Love Island. I hope they're doing their research on how the challenge is played because I know Big Brother players are. Yeah. I know certain Big Brother players in here are big fans of the challenge, too. Yep. So that's kind of my thing. So I like Angela. Um, She's actually one of the girls I'm going to be rooting for, as well as the next one we're going to talk about. But Karina, what's your thoughts on Angela? You, You already know. I've mentioned Angela like numerous times in previous episodes when we've talked about like, you know, like people we would love to see come to the challenge. Um, I think we actually even talked about her in our episode last week when we were talking about people that we were predicting might be on the CBS. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, And so I love Angela. I really loved her on Big Brother. I loved her gameplay. She is really smart. Like some of the like some of the things that some of the political moves and some of the just kind of like mental moves that she made in the house were just very impressive. And it was just like she just it was almost effortless. 
for her. Um, And so I really liked her. And then she's just a really likable person. Like she's gorgeous. She's really nice. Like I never saw her like really like be mean or go out of her way to like do anything super like crazy or anything like that in the house. She wasn't like constantly surrounded by drama. You know, she's just a really cool girl. So I am definitely rooting for her. Um, And I hope she goes far. Yeah, agreed. Donnie, you got any thoughts? I like her jacket in the photo. Um, the white one yeah it looks yeah. like she's uh i like she's about to go fucking be the new t-mobile girl remember those yeah yeah i do um i remember like i remember karina's talking about her so i do based on what you've said now and like in whatever whatever episode multiverse <laughs> that we're talking about now yeah um, right. season 12 episode 328 yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I would say section five, six. Would you? I'm sorry. I can. It just it happened. It My just God. happened. I'm shutting up now. I'm going to mute. And C. Um, I will probably. Hers is probably one of the ones that I'll go back and watch. Uh, yeah. Season 20 is a good one. Um, it's a good season. It's got uh, Swaggy and Bailey from Never mind. Total Madness. Um, there, <laughs> Swaggy goes out pretty quick. Charlie's in it for a while. She has a big blow up where she's, she's like crazy. literally bleeding from the mouth from her mouth i don't know how it happens like i guess she bit her tongue or something while she was screaming because she like screams like at the top of her lungs it was wild like, crazy wild animal like in the wild just yeah <laughs> like so, freaking like, out so more intense than her total madness freak out oh, oh yeah Ty- type that by like 50 bro like it was like people in the house were like scared like so, in the Big Brother house when she had her meltdown. I think she got evicted right after that, but I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. I think, I'd have to go I think you're that. right. Yeah. But but yeah, no, she's she's uh anyways, Angela's Angela's good. Um, like I said, sleeper pick. If it comes down to like she's gotta win a daily to kind of guarantee she makes a spot in the final, I could see her winning against any of these other women in yeah. here and doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where yep. I'm going with that. Uh, so uh, we've got another big uh, brother player coming up, uh, and this is uh, Aza. And I'm not going to say her last name because I don't want to disrespect her like that. So I'm going to say Aza or uh, it's yeah. Aza. It's Aza. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on Big Brother 23 as well. Um, part of the cookout. Um, look, the cookout was stacked. They had some really good competitors in there. Oh, yeah. And maybe she didn't have the option to shine through like she would have. And so I'm going to reserve judgment on her physical abilities because I don't think she was given the opportunity to do her best. Right. Um, and I think her not being tied to Derek, uh, Derek F the whole time, big Derek, um, is going to help her social game immensely in this. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, I don't know how far she's going to go, obviously, or anything like that. Um, because the game can unfold very crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see how she can do. And I, I expect if I were to put money on it, like a mid range, mid middle of season. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. And I, I agree with you. Um, I really liked Aza. She like, in a way she, um, she kind of, first of all, she kind of reminds me of, um, Priscilla, facial features, um, just kind of like the elegance that she, yes, she brings, you know what I mean? She's just a very elegant kind of creature. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I, 
she reminds me of Priscilla in that way. Yeah. But at the same time, like when you really watch her, because like the first couple episodes of Big Brother, she was just kind of like quiet and like off, you know, whatever. And then as the season went on, you kind of saw her like breaking out of that shell. Right. And so like she's funny. She is like goofy as hell. She's really silly and just like all this stuff. And she just has this like really bright personality. Um, And so I'm really excited to see her in in a like in a different kind of situation than the Big Brother house. Right. Because, yeah, like the challenge and the and Big Brother are similar in the fact that you're like on a reality TV show and you're in this house with a bunch of strangers. Right. But in Big Brother, you're it's more like of a lockdown kind of situation. You know what I mean? Because like you don't get to leave that house like at all ever. There's no drinking. There's no part. And so I'm curious to see how that all is going to play out in the CBS version. If they allow it to be more like the challenge house, I'm excited to see what her social gameplay is when she gets a lot more comfortable. And again, like you said, when she doesn't have Derek F right there because sleeping. Yeah. I'm kidding, Derek. <laughs> because I love you. We love him. But, you know, but that definitely, I think it definitely affected her, her overall game in Big Brother um, was being so connected to Derek F. Um, and, you know, and the fact that a lot of, by the end, a lot of the house guests didn't like him, especially a lot of the cookout, like Tiffany and stuff, like they really had their issues. <clears throat> so, but I'm excited to see her um, and see what she can do. I think that worst case, like absolute worst case, she is going to be very entertaining. She's going to give us really good confessionals. And, you know, and she's just going to be like a really bright, um, a really bright personality. But I do think that she is going to be able to, uh, you know, hang with the competition long enough to at least, like you said, make it at least halfway. Yeah. Tony, any thoughts? Based on what you've said, like in regards to her personality and how she plays in her political game, I can see her and Kayla from The Amazing Race getting along well mm. um they seem like just based off what you said they seem to have like a fairly similar um personality like a similar gameplay from what i would anticipate um from kayla having watched her season of the amazing race right um and how she would perform in this kind yeah. of domain she reminded uh and karina said this more on the physical a- uh, attributes but she reminded me a lot in the um, kind of personality attributes as more as like Priscilla, um, both uh, being uh, yeah. first generation, uh, you know, citizens of their country with their parents being from, uh, I believe, I want to say Priscilla's Ethiopia or Ghana. I'm not 100% sure. And I feel horrible not knowing that. And I know Aza said the same thing with her parents. So I think they have a very similar look at things without obviously talking to them and knowing them. Right. But they're also very kind of calm and reserved, but will won't let people walk all over them. They're, yes. They'll they'll right. voice their opinion, and yeah. and so that's how they're kind of similar to me as far as like maybe temperament and a little bit of personality. Yeah. Um. It's going to be interesting when she's not locked into a house where she has to get permission to go outside. Like you're in prison. Like you only get a certain amount of time out in the yard every day. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see her being able to go out to the pool and just kind of socialize. Um. So exactly. Yeah. So that. It'll be interesting to see how she plays out and she's kind of be kind of a wild card. So um, up next, uh, we've got uh, this lovely lady's name is 
I, I, I'm going to say two different ways her first name because I don't want to mispronounce it either way. But here we go, because one's obviously going to be wrong. But it's either Cachet or Cachet, Proudfoot. And she's from Love Island 3. Um, very good looking woman. She looks relatively physically fit. I don't know much about her. So I'm going to turn it over to our one and only stats and info guy, Tony. Tony, <laughs> what can you tell us about Miss Proudfoot? Um, not a whole lot other than the fact that from what I could figure out, she's actually dating um Cinco who's one of the men who's in the competition so I know a little bit about Cinco so if uh they work out together she could be uh an interesting watch without knowing anything about her personality I mean she looks like she takes care of herself she looks in like yeah she looks fit I mean she's surrounded by bubbles but she looks fit but yeah but I mean you can see like you know you can see her abs and you know I don't well and she's got some definition in her shoulders and you know so we'll see it's hard to say without and it's not like Love Island. There's a whole lot of physical cops going on in there anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of hard to like really judge that kind of thing. Can you I, know, can, but, I, can I give a big ups to CBS for pulling from Love Island and not something like too hot to handle? Yes. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yes. So, because I'm just going to say that like one of my one of my biggest fears and she actually went from too hot to handle over to that one, the circle. And then we got Ed who came from the circle. Oh, what's that like, one? Oh girl my God. That, yeah. That one girl. Yeah. I don't even from, know her name. She's from England or Suffolk or something like that. She's crazy. And I was afraid that she was going to end up being on the challenge or when they announced the CBI, I was like, oh my God. I heard rumors of it. Yeah. So I'm really. <laughs> she might be on 38, though, if you, if you it could happen. Stop putting this in the saying. universe. Stop. So uh, I'm excited to see Miss Proudfoot compete, see what she's all about. It's, also, she has like, uh, can we just acknowledge how awesome her freaking last name is? Like, that's really cool. Exactly. And that's why, because I don't exactly know how to pronounce her first name. I'm going to fall back on that because it's a cool ass last name. Yeah. Miss Proudfoot. I like it. Yeah, Love I it. dig it. And so <laughs> um, the next uh, lady we have up is actually someone that Tony mentioned earlier when we were talking about Aza which is uh, this lady is Kayla Lee. She's from Amazing Race season 33. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know much about her. I'm not a big Amazing Race fan. So, Tony, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, the 411? Sure. Uh, so I watched the Amazing Race this season because Kim and Penn Holderness were on it. And they mm-hmm. like they do YouTube videos and shit like that. Oh, the Holderness family. Yeah, I love yeah. them. So they were on the Amazing Race this season and they like fucking killed it. But um, Kayla and her friend, who are both flight attendants, they were like right on their heels the entire time. And they sort of had like a a bit of an alliance without being an actual alliance. Um, But Kayla and Raquel did incredibly well. Like they hit every roadblock with like getting through it pretty damn quick and (laughs) finding ways around it. Um, Kayla did all the navigating and she was super good at it they i think they only got lost like maybe once or twice and they were Mm, always committed to just doing whatever and just getting it done um they also like in the start they kind of were in the middle of the pack but then the last couple of legs of the race they got second place three times in a row followed by two first place finishes and then they finished in second overall wow wow that's 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 awesome yeah she was actually she was my kind of like my third favorite person on the show after Kim and Penn. And the only thing that I'm surprised about is that I'm, I'm stoked that she's on and I think she'll do really well, especially with this dynamic, like from the cast that we've seen so far, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit surprised that Dusty and Ryan, who were the third place team 
and they sort of rounded out the top three the entire time that they weren't tapped for it. Yeah. Um, because they also would be perfectly suited. I think I mentioned it when we were doing our predictions. Yeah. You they do. would be perfectly suited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see her again. I like, I, I don't think I've ever watched anything of amazing race ever in my life. And this is where like Rick has seen a little bit of like, he knows Quick more question. about. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please. Go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. I, it, during amazing during their season, um, did she ever get into big arguments with her, uh, with her partner where she like yelled and screamed? No, they kept a fairly level head throughout the entire time. Um, and even in challenges where like it was super high stress, she still was able to keep a level head. Okay. Well then that bodes well for her because if you blow up in the amazing race, what are you going to do when you've got 20 people trying to kick you out? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yes, that works well. Um, yeah, I, I think just kind of echoing what Karina said, don't know much about her, but excited to see what, what she brings to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, moving on to the next uh, lady, and I believe Celie Vasquez from, it looks like, La Banda from, on Univision, and then as well as Love Island 2. Um, so a very attractive young lady. Beautiful. Um, looking like she's sitting in an old school, like, caddy or something like that i'd have she to zoom like in a, and look she looks like a model but uh relatively good shape hard to judge a book by its cover though so tony do you have anything on her once again with the love island crew being all interconnected um she does a podcast with justine who's also on this list oh okay oh gotcha. okay so i don't know I didn't really, full lie, I didn't look into it much beyond the fact that they do a podcast. Yeah. Um, I assume it's probably related to Love Island. It could be something completely disconnected. But either way, we know that she's got somebody that she talks to fairly regularly who's going to be right. in the house. And you don't and typically were, do podcasts with your, like, enemy. No. You know what I mean? You usually do with your best friend or something like that. So, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, it's it's going to be hard for us to talk about these Love Island players because you know as much as as much as you know we have our our survivor expert in Tony and we have our big brother expert in Rick and we have our kind of knowledgeable in both of those but knows a lot about the challenge in me we have nobody literally not even like the even the people who you know are on our team but you don't hear on our podcast very often like even none of them really watch Love Island. So like we literally don't have a lot, aren't going to have a lot to say about these Love Island players. We are going to continue to name them off um, and just give little details of anything that we were able to find. But um, again, we're just not going to have a lot. It's hard to just, like you said, judge a book by its cover. She's beautiful. She looks like she takes care of herself. So, you know, but again, it's just, it's just so hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. And to quote Dr. Seuss, a person's a person, no matter even if they're on Love Island. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I might be paraphrasing that, but what? Uh, yeah, I, I think you got it. Right. I think you got it dead on. Go ahead. I would like to point out that Karina is totally downplaying my me going to Google and typing in what is and then typing in the person's name from Love Island and doing now. <laughs> it was intensive research. <laughs> You know how much time I gave Tony to do that? I hit him up like 45 minutes before the show started. I didn't think it was 45 minutes. Like, it might have been 30. It was like 30, maybe. Yeah, Tony's which I followed up. Yeah, let's see here. Um, let's see. Yeah, it, it wasn't too long beforehand. 
And no. then you asked me if I would do your research solid. And I said, no. And then you asked me to do it anyway. Why well, don't I say? <laughs> no, let's, let's be yeah. honest. Let's not say I pushed it on you. Like I'm a fucking drug dealer. I said, Hey, do you want to do some research real quick? And you're like, not really. I was like, well, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> and he goes, well, what is it? And I was like, just Google the people that say that are from love Island. See if anything comes up that we can like talk about. Yeah. Um. So as you can see, we found a lot of stuff online. There Lots. is, there's an in depth review on every single one of these people that not one of us read so <laughs> yeah and then 20 minutes before so that was like 40 minutes before we recorded and then 20 minutes before we recorded i sent you a message and was like the whole fucking cast is love island I, yeah 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 and and that's about where we're at yeah um yeah. with that being said i will give a shout out to uh alan aguire i know he just did uh a ranking on the supposed cast members on okay. i believe it's medium is the website he does his off i might be wrong we'll, on this, we'll, but... we'll link it in the description yeah. since we're talking about it we'll link that down below so if you guys want to check out alan's rankings on this and he'll go down there and click on it yeah and he'll give you a little bit more information than we can on the love island cast yeah um kind of fill in the blanks for you guys yeah but one we're not going to need alan for on is this mm -hmm. next lovely lady that's up and her name is desi williams and she's from survivor 35 so all you survivor fans don't wait any longer without further ado tony tell us all about desi and why she could be a threat so she placed 11th overall, which I know doesn't sound like the most impressive finish, but she won the first immunity challenge right after the merge and oh, nice. was safe. And then she just missed it the second time. It went to, a, I think it was like, a, it was a split vote. It was a complete tie. And then when they went to revote, basically she was ousted because of how uh, much of a threat she is at challenges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's so hard to like, you know... It, when you look at somebody who's clearly a good competitor and takes care of themselves and all of that kind of stuff, it's kind of hard. And they, but they go home early. It's hard to be yeah. like, oh, it's because they suck, be, especially in a game like Survivor, because that's something, you know, even though like I'm very new to watching Survivor, that's something that I'm starting to notice is a kind of a, a constant trend, even from the beginning. Um, because I'm watching yeah. the earlier seasons right now, is that if you're a good competitor, like they're gonna try to get you out as soon as they can, especially like right before the merge or yeah. right as the merge happens. Like they're coming for you. Yeah. They're not gonna let you go to the end because they respect what you do for the tribe. And <laughs> no, that's not because that was like my whole thing with 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 Ken when I watched um what season is that with with Jay? I can't remember what number Millennials, it is. Uh, millennials yeah. versus Gen Xers. That was my thing with Ken, right? I was like, oh, they can't get rid of him. Like, he's catching all the food. He's doing all the stuff. No, they don't give a shit about that. If you're good at the challenges, they're going to send your ass home. Um, and so, like, I I'm excited to see her. Obviously, I haven't seen her season of Survivor, um, but she looks like a badass. So. Yeah, she she looks like she's got a fucking ticket to the gun show. It looks like. Yep. Just looking at it based on this picture, you know, with that being said, um, I think it's very interesting, like you guys saying that about Survivor. And I noticed that they do that on the challenge, too. Right. Like Kells came in and they're like, oh, fuck you, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, you got to you, you ain't seen here. Kells, get out. 
Like, that's why I'm surprised Bessie's made it so far in each of his seasons. They're like, what? No, dude, go against someone big. Get him the fuck out of here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, But so it's not always indicative of how good they are. They could just be a real threat and get rid of. Right. I think the only show that doesn't really follow that through is Big Brother. Yeah. Like you watch Big Brother and like inevitably someone forms an alliance with somebody that is like competitively a beast because they want to be aligned with someone that's going to win HOHs. And not put them up. Yeah. yeah. But that person never gets put up because they end up winning and having the power. So it's like they end up just going all the way where in the beginning, if you can win that one competition, you put the two biggest motherfuckers up against each other. Everybody else has kind of got a free ride. Yeah. Um, so oh. anyways, that's off on a tangent. Um, I don't know anything about Desi. Just taking a look at her, look at her at this picture. Like I said, she's looks like she's quite fit. Looks like she takes good care of herself, does some weight training. Um, very attractive young lady. And uh, I'm excited to see what she brings to the table from what you're telling me, Tony. She seems like she could uh, make some waves. Yeah. She's also like wicked smart too. She's on, she was on um, the season that Ben won. So he oh, okay. also on this cast list. No, oh, nice. cool. cool. Nice. So she's got yeah. some connections. And um, it, that is something that we'll, we'll kind of notice as we're going along is it does seem like Survivor got the short end of the stick on the casting. Yes. Which is interesting seeing that it has more seasons than any of these other shows combined. Yeah. Well, and not only and, that, but. Yeah. But just the the type of game and the competitions and stuff like that is so much closer to the challenge. But let's pull fucking twelve hundred people from Love Island like that makes sense. So, um, yeah, and I'm kind of not I wish we could have gotten some more Survivor and a few more Big Brother players. I know Love Island's like on their newer show, but like you've got 42, 43 seasons of Survivor now. Yeah. 42 right now. 42 is like 42 airing. You've got 23 seasons of the of Big Brother. And I know you can't pull from like probably the first 12 of either because they're so old now. You're, right. Yeah. You know, even like somebody that was young in season two of Survivor, like Elizabeth Hasselbeck is pushing her mid 40s probably right now or yep. early 40s, maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyways, before I go off on a TED talk, let's jump back into this <laughs> list. Uh, the next uh, the next competitor we have up is Justine Nadiba. I probably pronounced that wrong, but she is from Love Island, too. And I believe she is the one that Tony mentioned does uh, a podcast with C. Lee Vasquez. Um, so that might be a little alliance uh, before the game even starts. Yeah. Um, taking a look at her, um, she looks like she's a relatively fit young lady. Um, doesn't quite have the muscle definition of some of these other girls I see out here. So she might be at a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to physical competitions yeah uh but maybe not maybe she's got that drive like you know i rewatched that episode uh of the elimination between devon and d oh and yeah should have smoked her based on like just on paper but she devon's devon's just a fucking beast and you wouldn't expect it. it's like barbie beast with jenna yeah like those are two i would like to see go at it again as devon and jenna but oh, yeah. that's a whole nother fucking episode that we're going to talk about <laughs> tony what do you got on justine uh that she does a podcast with Celie. <laughs> i'm saying she's going all the way right now uh, that's all i need to know <laughs> She was on Love Island season two. Um, okay. Which was the hardest of all the Love Islands from what I hear. I, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, it was exactly. twice as hard as the first one. It and, <laughs> but only only 33% not as hard as the third one. Yes. I think I did my math right. I feel like I must have right sent now. you my stats. Yeah. Well, you know, simple addition. 
Oh yep. my God, you guys are fools. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next girl unless you got something say. else. No. Um, I'm not going to have much to say about this one either because once again, Love Island, but this one is Kyra Green and she is from Love Island 1. Um, Once again, very attractive young lady, looks physically fit, Um, don't know anything about her other than what I can see in a picture. Tony, what you got? Um, she was a member of Kids Bop from 2009 to 2011 oh i'm rooting for and she is the yeah and she is the lead singer of a band called 212 green which is a family band with her siblings oh well that's kind of cool okay i i'm rooting for now i like that i like that that i like that um yeah and she and she was part of kids bop kids bop fuck i got my vote yep shit She's uh, that's who I'm rooting for out of Love Island on the women's <laughs> side. I'm sorry about anybody else I've never seen on TV before, but that's who it is. Right? I don't even care who's on the rest of the list. It's her. Yep. <laughs> Should we keep it pushing? Let's do it. All right. Move it on. Because Tony's going to fill a, fill in the blanks on this one because the next competitor up, um, uh, this lady actually looks familiar. And I believe I saw her uh, be the first one evicted or first one voted off in her second season of Survivor, if I remember correctly. And that's Sarah L- is it Lacina? Yeah. Okay. Am I wrong? Did she not? Is, is she not the she cop? She only had one. Oh, She's a cop. She's so she has played three times. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, she got yeah. voted off uh, when it was like when they had Sandra and all the other champs on there. Wasn't she the yeah, first so, one? Yeah. No. Oh, the one uh, that I, you made us start prematurely? Yes. On Game Changers? Yeah. Yeah. The one right now. Um, she is not the first one gone on Game Changers. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't know about Survivor, so I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Tony talk. First thing I would like to say is she's done, been done a huge disservice by the photo that they used. For yeah. This. Really? Uh, it's just like, it's her with a Rubik's Cube. But then like everybody else has a proper cast photo from like their shows and stuff. So yeah. that's weird. Um, like where's her but, Survivor cast photo? Especially yeah, he's got three seasons. Well, not only that, but like when I... Tyson is one of my favorite players. We'll get to him later. But Sarah is one of my favorite female players. And I didn't realize how great she was until I started like checking the stats again. But like she's only done three seasons. She won Game Changers. So she won a ga- a season that was devoted to some of the best players of Survivor. She that's placed Fucking good. fourth. She placed fourth in Winners at War. So oh, she wow. placed fourth against all the other winners. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's played 96 days of Survivor. Um, she has two individual immunity wins. She's she there's such a disparity between female winners. She won season 34. The next female to win was season 41. Oh wow. Jeez. Um, Question is she would you classify her as more of a physical threat or uh, a political social threat? Both. Uh, Both. Okay. She's sure. like super dangerous she is one of those people that you want to watch out for from day one um because if you don't she's going to embed herself in the house and she will be very hard to get out especially like the biggest thing for these survivor players is a lot of the people that they've got to be on this show they're the people that were challenge threats that were eliminated but the difference between the challenge and survivor is on survivor when you're voted out, you're out. With the challenge, you're voted into elimination and then you fight to stay. Right, yeah. So I have a feeling that some of these Survivor players are going to be a lot harder to get out than possibly some of the other cast members because right. 
the reason that they didn't do, not that they didn't do well, but the reason that they didn't do better on Survivor is because they are such big threats. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the Michaela thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Jay knew. And so he they voted her out. She had no idea and couldn't do anything to save herself. You know, and I just yeah. use that as an example because I know that, you know, it's easily relatable for Challenge and Survivor fans. But um. You know, same thing happened to her on on uh, on the challenge when she came on. Yep. People knew that she was she was a threat and she needed to go, you know, so. So uh, then the next one when we woman we have up is Chantel Smith from Survivor 41. Um, Tony, this is your moment to shine. We got a bunch of survivors. We got a bunch of survivors. Yeah, let's get it. We've got a string of them. So Shan um, was probably one of like. She's probably one of the strongest political players in season 41. Um, she got taken out by her like second in command sort of. Uh, it was yeah. a matter of, it was that moment where we, we are going to eventually need to go for each other and right. you need to pick your moment. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to pick his moment quicker than she did. Yeah. Um, it was really, it was really interesting because how season 41 worked with survivor is they sort of had the um they called it or it was called online the camp out versus the cookout um because there are five african-american players and they all banded together um to form this alliance and it was more about like making sure that they were able to get themselves further in the game and danny was also a part of that uh oh, okay so i'm interested i'm interested that two of the five from the camp out are also in the same house as a large majority of the cookout. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because survivor filmed before big brother did. So they sort of, not that they did it first, cause it doesn't really matter who did it first, but like that happened before the cookout happened, but because it aired after the cookout happened, it then sort of like it went hand in hand Right. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out now that kind of everybody's in the same location for a common yeah. goal. Yeah, we we have a we have a theory uh, about that. And it kind of sounds like maybe you're maybe sitting in the same spot as we are on that. Well, here, well, let's just dive in. So, yeah. Um, and, and taking a look, there's quite a few people, like I said earlier, from Big Brother 23. From what you're telling me, there's a couple of people from this last season of Survivor that were in the camp out, right? Yeah. And then we have yeah. like the cookout. Cook yeah. I think there's one, two, three, four of this four of the big brother players that are on this season were members of the cookout yeah um three of them were like pivotal pivotal members of it like final final four members like well final six um because the first one out was correct you're right you're right right. she's coming up but anyways our assumption is looking at this cast and i'm actually all for it yeah is that they are going to form like they're gonna a camp out cookout two 2.0 2.0 where they are trying to either going to have uh they're going to CBS uh, yeah they're they're going to do what they can I believe that they are going to do what they can to ensure that the this first season of the CBS challenge like merger new show they're going to do what they can to ensure that a person of color wins it and I'm really 
fucking excited for that. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting if they do come together, like the camp out, the cookout, and they come together and they're like, hey, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? Like, it would just be a really interesting. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like in the history of the challenge, I think the last person of color that won the challenge was D. Uh, Amber B. Oh, yeah. No, Amber B. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But but, but you also have to understand that like with the challenge, majority of the seasons, there's more than one winner. There's very few seasons of the challenge where there's just one winner. Um, And so it it opens up. It opens that up. And the challenge has like, I don't want to say they've always been more like not that they're more diverse. But huh? Oh, I guess they were against Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just and that's still shitty to say because even yeah. the challenge wasn't very diverse. No, but wasn't. Big Brother being diverse is very new compared yeah, to you're right. the challenge. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I think that that's but then, you know, it's kind of like going back to like what Tony was saying about the female winners on Survivor is that there was so many seasons in between when a female won to when the, the latest female won. And it's because there's only one winner. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's what helps with the challenge. But yes, I do. I I, I agree. I really think that that's going to be a goal that we see on this show. Yeah. Um, forming in these alliances. Now, whether or not it works, we'll see, because obviously, like, then you have to factor in the fact that there's going to be a survivor alliance. There's going to be a big brother alliance. There's going to be a Love Island alliance. Yeah. And then you have the crossover of camp out and cookout, you know, whatever they might call it. Like, you know what I mean? And then so I don't know. I'm just really excited to see how that plays out. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go up. Well, I was just going to say, I I said five, I meant four people that were in the, uh, the, like the camp out Alliance, but the, the thing that's interesting is it seems that CB like CBS challenge is abiding by the same, um, agreement that they put forth for like their CBS shows of right. yeah. 50% diversity, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Fucking um, phenomenal. And this cast is like totally stacked to be oh, yeah. with. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see kind of how all the different facets and all the different alliances from all of their respective shows sort of like intersperse because it's it's definitely become like a massive melting pot for CBS. Yeah. And and I feel and not that I feel bad, but like for challenge purists, you're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone yeah. and catch yeah. at minimum this last season of Big Brother with the cookout. So at least you have some general idea of where this gameplay is going to kind of and the And the last season of, of Survivor. Survivor. And you yeah. have enough time. I mean, they're not starting. They literally just like left, left this week. Yeah. Uh, on the, the 11th of March. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's going to be a minute before we get this on our TV screen. Okay. Before we go and you go uh, even further down the ra- rabbit hole, let's go ahead and get to the next woman. And that is Tasha Fox from Survivor 28. Tony, tell us about Tasha. So Tasha was on the Brains Tribe for Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty. The huh. Brains Tribe had arguably the worst outing of a tribe that I've seen in a long time. However, Tasha and Spencer and Cass were three of my favorite players and they were all on the brains tribe and they all like made it fairly far. Um, Tasha has played two seasons. She's got 72 days on Island. She had six individual um, wins and she's actually, which is really cool. She's actually one of the four women in history, like in the history of the show rather to win three immunity challenges back to back to back. Wow. 
That's impressive. Yeah. Wow. I, that's so impressive. Some, of those, some of those immunity challenges are crazy, but like yeah. that's, that's that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, from what you're telling me about these women that we're seeing from Survivor, it looks like they're they, they stacked they pick yeah. they cast yeah. they, they they continue the tradition of when they cast from Survivor, they cast they're really good from yeah. Survivor. Um, I think this is CBS did it right with the casting of Big Brother. They pulled the right cast. Um, there are a few holes that I wish were filled. Yeah. Um, but they did pretty well. They did pretty good. They did a lot better than MTV's done with casting from Big Brother. And uh the next one up, in fact, is female is the last woman on the list as of right now. We don't know what's gonna happen between now and when filming officially starts right. and the wrap of the show, but as of right now, who we know is active in the show. This is the last woman listed. Um, and even though she is last on this list, that in no way means she's least. No. Because this is the one woman that I am most excited to see Me play too. the challenge. Um, one, um, she is a little bit of a, a smaller, petite woman. Um, but she is, we use this term often, um, talking about certain players like Derek Kay, where they fight outside of their weight class. They compete outside of their weight class. And she is one of those. And that's Tiffany Mitchell yep. from Big Brother 23. And as good as she is physically, she is a smaller woman. So that people might look at her a certain type of way. Yeah. But she is. She's a mastermind. She is what Michaela is to you on Survivor. She's that in Big Brother right now. Like she is probably the most uh, well-played political and social player in God. I want to say probably since like Paul A or Derek. You you know what what it actually really reminded me of and and not at all to like discredit your your um, Daniel Reyes. No, not at all to discredit your comparison to Michaela. But what it reminded me of, except obviously Tiffany's was on a a much bigger scale. It reminded me of Cam's master plan in what was that? Fendetta's or Final Reckoning? Final whatever. Reckoning, I where guess. She, yeah. Where she ensured that only her votes were counting. Right? It's kind of the same yep. idea as far as what Tiffany set up um, with the pairs on on Big Brother to ensure that any time one of the people from Cookout got put up, there were enough votes that only theirs counted because well, of their partners and how they were voting them all out. I think honestly. Just just to be completely 100 percent with you, I is and as much as I love Cam and that was a boss ass move on the challenge. I think Tiffany is even better than that because and I think the yeah. better moment from Tiffany is not that, but her being smart enough with the alliance of the cookout of them forming a separate alliance individually with one person in the house. And they would ride that out to kind of share like how she was partnered with Claire. That's what I just said. Oh, OK, well, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> But no, that's what I was saying is that her plan to have them all have partners so that when they sat up on the block, because the thing is, is that so many, so many people in Big Brother, right, they go in with these like master plans of like our alliance is never going to sit on the block. But that's not how Tiffany approached it. She was like, every single one of us are going to sit on the block, but you're going to sit on the block next to your partner, your person that you pick that you play the game with um, outside of the cookout, which ensures that your partner, you know, your person or whatever gets voted off and you stay because the, then the cookout keeps all the numbers. Um, and that was just 
fucking brilliant. And yeah, mm-hmm. on a way different level than what, like I said, way bigger than what Cam did. Just like the same idea of making sure that only your um, your votes are the ones that count, right? It's that same kind of idea of approaching it, just like I said, on a way bigger scale. I guess my thing is, is like the reason I was using the Michaela, and not to argue with that, like I, yeah. I see your perspective on it completely is like, because I remember Tony and you tell me about how Michaela was just sitting there on the beach and like was drawing out how the game was going to go, right? Yeah. Like she was sitting there in the Big Brother house with a chessboard saying, this is how we're pairing it up using the pieces. And it was a very similar thing to me. Um, I know Michaela hasn't maybe made it as far. Um, And honestly, the only reason Tiffany... uh, was the first I think she was the first one out after the she was the first one when they got to the the six yeah yeah is because Because everyone knew that if she made it she was winning yeah I mean she won America's favorite player because everybody saw how good she was yeah um I the minute she told the cookout what the plan was they they knew that they were going to vote her out as soon as they hit six yeah and and it was a smart move because yeah. she would have won but brilliant brilliant i would have voted her ass out too no offense but yeah. like <laughs> bye um she she, she would have won she's you know? the one that i think is going to really run this house from mm-hmm. a political social standpoint yeah um is my opinion unless the rest of this cast other than the one she did big brother with have seen what she's done and know what she's about then she might be in trouble yeah but that's going to be the thing too if not it's going to be very very interesting but again that goes back to like if she goes in there day one and she goes and she finds the head of like the 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 camp out right that's what they were called she goes and she finds them and hooks up with them like day one that's a solid ass alliance from day one that she can rely on because again that's going back to that whole idea of them all fighting for something bigger um you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know i'm just i'm so excited for it uh yeah, okay. agreed i <laughs> look she's as you can tell she's one we're very excited about mm-hmm. um guys so that wraps up all the women i did want to mention real quick one of the women that was listed as of yesterday but as of today has been listed as she either dropped out or production decided not to move forward with her is Christmas Abbott from Big Brother 19 and Big Brother 22, which was the second Mm -hmm. All-Stars. Look, uh, a lot of people dislike Christmas. A lot of people like Christmas. She is a very polarizing thing. She said some stupid fucking shit, too. Um, With that being said, she is a, a... physical beast when it comes to competitions when she doesn't have a broken leg Mm -hmm. and uh, she would have been interesting to see on this uh part of me is sad to see her go part of me is excited to see who they replace her with um so liana who was supposed like was initially on the cast and then she was replaced with kayla she was also a part of the camp out and they they were never necessarily called the camp out on the show. It was more so that because the cookout had already happened and because it was happening on Survivor, they then sort of got named the camp out. Yeah. Um, not that it really matters much in the grand scheme of things, but no, I, yeah. I said it. But well, that's a good point, though. That's, sake. Yeah, no, that's a good point because they don't. I didn't really think about it, but they don't do alliance names on Survivor like they do on Big Brother, right? Because on Big Brother, like you, you're not official unless you name your alliance on Big Brother. But on the challenge, yes. they don't they don't do that. I told you not to mess. I I was scrolling. I'm sorry. It's not like I purposely was like, oh, let me push buttons and see what the fuck happens. It was an accident. Anyway, um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, there are a few alliances that have names on Survivor, but yeah. mostly like 
Tyson and Jervis were the coconut bandits because they kept stealing coconuts from the rest of their tribe and like <laughs> shit like that. Right. So, but yeah, the camp was something that sort of got named through social media as a result of the fact By that the, the coconut was already taking place. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So one thing I do want to mention, because we, we did touch on diversity. It is over a 50, 50 percent. Oh, it's over 50. On the women's side, because. Alyssa Lopez, um, I I know she looks very very Caucasian, um, but I she is a person of color of mm-hmm. Latino descent or Hispanic descent, however you want to say it. Um, I believe Angela is of Caucasian descent, so that would be one. But uh, uh, yeah. like so, it's like Angela, Kayla, and then um, Sarah. Sarah. But I she might be a person of color too. I I can't really tell. Um, so it's and it's hard to judge a book by its cover without actually talking to her and knowing her story. But there are a lot of women of color on this. So the odds of seeing uh, a, a person of color win challenge CBS is very high. And I am for this. I want to see it happen. Yeah. Yep. So I'm rooting for that. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to add about the women before we dip out for a second? The only thing that I will mention is the fact that I'm super pumped with all of the women from Survivor that are on there. The only person that I feel is missing is Kelly Wentworth. Um, she was one that I've mentioned a couple of times when we've done yeah. Like, uh, yeah. dream casting and stuff like that. I'm yeah. shocked that she's not a part of it. She yeah. may have been approached and may have said no, or she may have said like next time. But I have a feeling that before CBS challenge is done, that we will see Kelly Wentworth on there. Can, uh, I like it. I was really hoping we were going to see Natalie. I know she uh, she had a Twitter, a bad Twitter phase from quite a few years ago. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's caught some attention, but um, I think people can change and grow. And um, perhaps she has or she has not. I don't know. We haven't talked to her. We don't know anyone that really has, honestly. Yeah. Um, but from a competitive standpoint, I would have loved to see her on there because I feel like we were shorted on her from total mat or double agents as well so uh i also just want to add in as much as i'm very 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 happy that she's going to be back on our tv i'm really disappointed that devon came back for x on the beach and not for cbs challenge i was really saying that i was really hoping to see her on the cbs challenge um but you know this might be the first time i watch x on the beach (laughs) for real but (laughs) <laughs> all right so Get through these men sorry about that guys all right let's knock this out so um up first for the men on cbs a challenge um i'm gonna let uh tony actually introduce <laughs> ben because i'm not gonna even try to say his last name because he <laughs> but he's from season 35 of survivor 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 uh he's from season 35 of survivor uh tony go ahead and take it away sure thing um so it's ben drebergen thank you no worries i was actually going to ask you when we first came back if you needed me to tell you how to pronounce his last name um, <laughs> i would have fucked it up even if, yeah i would have fucked it up even if you have told me like no this is how you enunciate it i'm like mm, no no that's not it so he's played two seasons he played um heroes heroes versus healers versus hustlers um which is season 35 that he played with desi and he won that one he's played 76 days all in wow Um, he actually holds the record for the highest percentage of votes cast against him being canceled by immunity idols yeah with 85.71 percent of the votes that were cast against him he's nullified with immunity idols wow Wow, that's impressive wild that's crazy yeah he 
is also the first person to play immunity idols at three back-to-back uh, tribal councils. Yeah. And he is also the person who has the shortest amount of time between playing one and finding one. He played it at tribal council that night, yeah. got back to camp, went out searching and found it again. Holy oh, shit, shit, that's wild. That's nuts. Because yes. it's wild. the only way he could stay in the game. Um, yeah. He, everybody at that point was against him. Yeah. And the only way that he could stay in the game was to continue to find immunity idols or to win challenges. Right. Wow. Dang. That's, that's pretty so- cool. I mean, he, he, I'm, I'm interested to see him play the challenge. Obviously, I haven't seen that season of Survivor. Um, but he definitely looks like he can hang and I'm excited to see him play. So, yeah, he's a, he's a controversial winner because, um, he's the first person to win the final four fire making. Um, so up until that point, it was like, you picked the final three basically. Um, but what ended up happening is it was a limit. It was kind of eliminating a certain archetype. So the certain people weren't able to get to that point because you get so far and then you just get knocked out at that last tribal. So then they started implementing the final, final four fire making where, um, one person was immune. They pick one person to go with them. The other two make fire. Whoever makes the fire that takes out the string and flips the flag. They're the third person in your final three. Um, and Ben was the first person to win that. Wow. That's crazy. We're going to have to watch yeah. a lot of these guys. We're going to have to catch up on a lot of Survivor. <laughs> um, I have a list for you. Yeah. I'm excited to do it, though. So are you expecting him to go pretty far in this? Yeah. Um, because I am not only is he like a pretty good strategic player, but where he falters, Sarah doesn't. And they were in an alliance on season 40. Uh, not only that, but he again falls into that category of, you can't just vote him out. You also have to beat him in a challenge. Right. So right. obviously the challenges are a little bit different on the challenge than they are on Survivor. Yeah. But I can see him being super adaptable. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. He he that like I said, he definitely looks like he could, yeah, he looks like he could hang with, you know, with the types of challenges that they that they do on MTV. And obviously we're just going off assumption that the CBS challenge will be similar. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's my theme. I feel like the show is going to be very similar to the flagship. I think it's going to be more similar than even All Stars because they're trying to go for the world's fifth sport. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel. I'm sorry. Our cat is going just. It's fine. I am right now. It's a catching me off guard. Um. But with the whole fifth sport thing, I just feel like they're gonna they're gonna try to keep it as close to it as possible with the competitions. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he's a physical threat and survivor, I mean, that bodes well. And then being good politically. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited to see him. I mean, like, I'm excited to see most of these people, even though half of them, I don't know who they are. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Um, next guy on the list. Um, this is one of the guys from Love Island that I actually know a little bit about. And that gentleman is Cinco Holland Jr. And he was from Love Island 3. And um, I know Tony, which is our stats and info guy, will correct me if I'm wrong. uh, But didn't Cinco play wide receiver for Minnesota uh, college football? I believe so. There's another guy that I kept mixing him up with because somebody else played um, college baseball. Um, But that was Josh Goldstein. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, I know with Cinco, um, obviously playing for uh, Minnesota, which is the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a D1 school up against some of the best competition in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the guy's got to be. He looks stacked. A bit of an athletic freak. So that makes him dangerous. It makes him uh, where people are probably not going to want to go into the into the arena or the killing floor or purgatory or whatever the fuck they're calling it this season <laughs> um, against him. Uh, yeah. Basically, they don't want to go against him in eliminations. But, um, you know, we'll see what a social game is, because, I mean, guy might not have any ability to play a political or social game, but he looks to be a physical threat nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You guys want to add anything else on uh, on Mr. Cinco? No, I think Mr. Cinco Holland. Yeah, I think they. I think you said it perfectly. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. You okay. Know? All right. Well, then the next guy, um, Tony's going to dive in, but I actually know a little bit about this guy from liking sporks, uh, sports, sporks. I like sporks too, but sports, sports are more my theme. But, but sporks are, you know, those they're very useful. They are. They just. Yeah. Can we get a metal spork instead of a plastic one that just bends yeah. by any pressure? True. Um, True. But I dig- but I digress. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me go ahead and dive into this. So the next gentleman up is Danny McRae. Uh, he is from Survivor 41, and he is also a football player. But I believe this gentleman played professional football in the NFL. Um, I don't remember all the teams he played for. I know he played for a couple different ones. I believe one of them was uh, the team that is going to be known as the Washington Washington Commanders. And I believe he previously played for the Redskins was their name Mm -hmm. prior to this. Um, So just knowing that, that you played a professional sport, which is one of the big four, um, and that you were able to get to that level, says that you are a physical fucking freak. Yeah. Um, So that's what I know about him thus far. Tony, please tell us more about Danny McRae. So he uh, he played for the Cowboys most Cowboys. recently, I believe. Okay. Um, one thing I did just want to tag on to Ben Drebergen as well that I forgot to mention. He's actually a veteran of the Marine Corps on top of all that. Ooh. Oh, so his mind frame is going to be ready for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Danny, Danny plays sixth on season 41 and he has worked with Shan in the past. So it'll be really interesting to see how they uh, work together. One yeah. of the things that I found really interesting. He's at, like, he's got, he won two individual immunities, but the thing that was actually the most interesting when I was looking stuff up for tonight is when he was asked which survivor player he felt that he was going to most play like, uh, it was actually Ben. Oh, wow. wow. That's interesting. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be cool to see how that shakes out. Yeah, exactly. See how, see how they play together. That'll be really interesting. Yeah. And I want to amend what I said earlier. I was completely wrong. He did not play for uh, the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. He actually played for the Dallas Cowboys for a few years, went to the Chicago Bears, and then went back to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, uh, gotcha. So a little, a little bit of a journeyman, but not much. Yeah. Um, had a five-year career. I mean, that's impressive being in the NFL for five years. And then on top of, like you said, having a good political social game and then you know, any comparison with Ben's always good. Yeah. yeah. He's a gentle giant as well. Like he's super um, chill and he's one of those guys who speaks when he has to sort of like Nam 
where he speaks when he has to. And if he doesn't, then he's just going to sit back and he'll take it all in. Right, right. Yeah. I, that. I mean, Loki, as far as the people that I don't really know much about, he would be my choice to come out winning, uh, winning the whole theme. Oh, yeah. Just based on his pedigree from, you know, playing sports. Yeah. I yeah. And I expected that. him before like CBS Challenge was even a thing. I absolutely expected him to get the call to go over from Survivor to the flagship. I think some of these people are going to be really fucking good at the challenge and they're going yeah. to have to make that jump at some point or vice versa. MTV is going to have to jump because like if this guy, Danny McRae comes out, he ends up being a beast. Like people are going to be yeah. clamoring to see the Fessy versus Danny McRae or CP versus Danny yeah. McRae. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, so exactly. Um, so going from a guy that has just a, a fucking pedigree of athletic performance and a history of doing above and beyond. And not to say that this next guy can't, um, he just hasn't really gotten a great opportunity to do so. Yeah. Uh, is David Alexander from Big Brother season 21 and season 22. So mm -hmm. um, he was on season 21. He was the first one booted off the show like right away. Yeah. They almost did like a four person purge, I think it was. Uh, yay. No, 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 it wasn't even a purge. It was like, so they had to do this competition and four people, the bottom four got put into like a separate house where they couldn't communicate with anybody else in the house. And then after that okay. time, they couldn't get evicted either out of the house. But after that time, they got brought back in. But it was like a couple weeks. And they'd miss. Oh, wow. They'd, yeah, yeah, they'd miss so much of the bonding and stuff that it was just easy to vote them out. Yeah. So he was like gone right away. He just didn't get even get a chance to play. Yeah. And then in 22, I was really excited to see him because I was like, all right, he's going to be good. He he kind of saw what happened, has an idea. Learn. Um, and on top of that, he used to be a big guy and then he went through a lot of uh, transformation and improving himself lost a lot of weight got into some really good shape yeah. so it shows a certain level of dedication and, and uh, mental fortitude to be able to do that um, so he went into 22 I was excited and honestly look no offense David in case you ever fucking hear this which I doubt but he shit the bed playing Big Brother 22. Yeah. Like any possible situation he could fuck over or not fuck over, but fuck up his alliance or yeah. say something stupid. He did it. Yeah. I mean, um, they were trying to do something similar to the cookout on that season of All Stars because they had Bailey, Devon, David, and I believe they a couple didn't others. Have a plan. They just didn't have the plan put together too well. And he fucked over that he fucked yeah. over Tyler and Cody he fucked over people left and right that were trying to get him through the game and they continued to like try to give him chances and like dude you can't do this you can't say that you can't you gotta be quiet you gotta be chill like you can't be causing problems blah blah blah, blah. and then he's like oh yeah no I'm sorry I'm sorry I won't do it blah 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 and then like right away again doing something dumb yeah it's like a child it's like so mouse. yeah I don't I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not, I don't really care one way or the other about I, David. I could have done without him on, on the CBS challenge, but you know, he's there. We'll so. see. We'll see what he does. I, let me put it to you this way. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he squeaks through and gets like midway to, you know, like 75% of the way through the show. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he's like one of the first people out. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Like, and that's how, like, I feel with like Aza is like, she could make it like halfway or a little bit past halfway but she could also be the first person yeah. out. Same with Alyssa Lopez on the women's side. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with David. Um, I don't know if you had any comment on him. 
Tony? I honestly don't really know too much about him at all. Um, he's had to give like a survivor equivalent. He sounds sort of like the type of person who would hit the beach and immediately start looking for an immunity idol and not help set up the camp. Yep, yep. exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what he would be. Or like, hey, we're all going to vote for this person, right? And then he tells that person that they're all going to vote for him kind of thing. You know, he's just that guy. Um, so, all right, moving on. Uh, the next guy I'm actually excited about. Yeah. He is low-key my sleeper pick uh, to win this. For guys. Um, for guys, because one, he, I, even though he might not look it, he looks slender. And not like a big athletic burly guy like CP. Um, but that's Derek X. And I'm saying Derek X because I don't want to mispronounce his last name. And I should yeah. have done a little bit more research on this. But he was on the last season of Big Brother, um, which was 23. Um, Derek was a physical competitor. He won HOH. He won, I think, two or three power vetoes in a row. He was winning like almost all the power. Of yeah. Shows. And uh, he he made a miscalculation on one of the twists and ended up not helping him. And yeah. he started to figure out the cookout through some mistakes other people made mentioning stuff. Um, and he kind of figured it out. He made it to jury um, and they were smart to get him out when they did. Kylan got him out. Um, because yeah, you get him down to that final five, four. He's really really dangerous um i think if he aligns himself right and he plays smart he could win this very easily yeah Um, and he's so smart he really is he's so smart. on top of the fact that he is a really great guy and if you follow his instagram he's like going around and he does like kind of like vlogs and like interviews on the street where he'll give people money and stuff um just a a pretty cool guy well and he's just really like he's a really likable guy like there i don't i can't think of a single person inside the bb house aside from like you know obviously like you're in different alliances or whatever but just like on a personal note i can't think of anybody who didn't actually like Derek x like he's just such a likable kind of guy agreed you know what i mean so i think that he's gonna do really well i started following him on instagram after we recorded i think last week's episode uh because rick you had told me that i would really like him um and i've been i've been enjoying his content like and that's another season where i sort of just made a note to check out um it's hard just because there's so many episodes of big brother yeah yeah per season that it's like it's daunting to sit down and start one yeah um but his was definitely one that i wanted to check out just because again you had said that he's somebody that that i would like and somebody that would probably show up on the challenge which surprise here he is (laughs) yeah i mean in my opinion he plays on season 20 season 21 season 19 season 18 he's a real legitimate shot of winning it it's just you know he was going up against an alliance of six people that he was intertwined with in different alliances and he just didn't see if he would and when by time he saw it, it was too late. Yeah. Like, right. I distinctly remember them having a conversation saying, look, if you look like there's no white people left in the house. Yeah. And he, like, I think he was the first one to point it out to other people. Yeah. Where he was like, he pointed that you, uh, shot up. Have you noticed that? Uh, have you noticed there's a, a trend with the people that are being evicted this season and the people that are not being evicted this season? 
But I think he figured it out the week he was on the block going home. Yeah. You know, it was one of those. And and they played it well. I think if I remember right, Kylan was like, look, dude, you're a physical threat and I don't want to go against you in the final three. It's like the equivalent of saying, I don't want to run a final against you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, all right, um, let's uh, let's keep it pushing. Uh, Tony, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, Dominic Abbott or Abate? I don't want Abate. to say Abate. Okay, and he was on Survivor thirty six, correct? Yep. So that was uh, Survivor Ghost Island with um, with Wendell uh, Wendell Holland. Oh, okay. Who I had cool. mentioned um, as somebody that I wanted to be on there. Um, so Dom and Wendell like made friends pretty early on, and I had said before that Chan and her like second person had sort of reached a point where they realized that we're going to have to go for each other. Dom and Wendell reached a point where they were like, we can't go for each other because as soon as one of us goes for the other, the other one's gone the next tribal. So they ended like they had to work together or neither of them were getting to the end. Right. So they got to the end. They went with one other person. They had like a three person alliance. They ran the game, basically get to the final three together proof of how well they played and how evenly they played they it's the first time in the history of survivor to that point and since that there's a straight up tie at final tribal what for the wow, wow it was impressive. an even split between how they, dom and wendell how do, how do they the pre- person, sorry go ahead oh no worries i was just gonna say like the the person who got who was third who didn't um who didn't receive the votes um she then cast her vote and she voted um she voted for wendell to win so wendell wendell won but the big thing was um dom won immunity at the final four and he was considering giving up his immunity so that he could do he could make fire against wendell and take wendell out because he knew that if wendell was going to get to the end that it was going to be a lot harder road for him Right. And it's a pretty ballsy move to like secure yourself a spot in the final and then give that spot up to take out your biggest competition. Yeah. So he hummed and hawed about it. He ended up not doing it and he came in second. Um, but still like him and Wendell are like best friends and they like do a lot of, they collaborate a lot together. Yeah. But the guy who won season 40, the last season that he would have seen not season 40, sorry, uh, season 39, um, season 38. Now I'm done. It is season 38. Um, <laughs> the last season that he would have seen before he went out was this season. He made it to final four, gave up his spot, made fire against his biggest competition, won, and won the game. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What's your opinion? You think he's going deep into the game? I think that he has the absolute possibility to go deep in the game. It depends on the type of challenges that he gets hit with. Um, he's versatile. Like, don't get me wrong. He's got the smarts and he's got the strength. It just depends on how it falls. And I don't, he's the one person that's sort of like on an island by himself in that he doesn't really have as many connections to the other survivor players, apart from the fact that they've all played survivor. Yeah. Uh, so he might be in a situation sort of like Michaela was where Tommy and Michelle knew each other, but she didn't really know them, but she was forced to align with them because they were a survivor. Right. He like, he would obviously have dealings with like Ben and Tyson and people like that just through like events and stuff like that. But they, he hasn't played with anybody else who's going to be on this season. 
Mm, and that, sure. yeah. it, that's interesting you bring that up because actually the next guy that's coming up is a big brother player and he's the very same. Yeah. Um, like of all yep. these big brother players, he hasn't played with any of these other ones, even though he was on a relatively recent season. Um, and that's uh, Enzo Palumbo. I hope I pronounced that correctly. No idea. No idea. But um, Enzo was originally on Big Brother season 12. Yeah, season 12, um, which the winner of that was Hayden. So you you're familiar with him. He right. was on Survivor, and they had an alliance. I, I forget what it what it was called. This was ten plus years ago. It was in my twenties when I watched it. Just kind of put it in perspective. I'm reaching closer to forty than I am thirty um, now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Enzo. The way I'm going to put Enzo is one very similar to the last gentleman, um, Dominic, that you were mentioning. It doesn't really have any connections. Same with him, um, because the only person that he's played with that's on this list is David Alexander. And we've kind of already voiced our concerns with him. Yeah. Um, the theme with Enzo is he made it to, I want to say, the either the final two or the final three in his original season and lost yeah. to Hayden. The reason being is... He has a great social game. Like he can make friends with anyone. Like you could put him in there with Bessie and they would become friends yeah. if, if he wanted to. Um, great political game can kind of see the way things are falling out and read the read in between the lines pretty well. Yeah. His issue is on the competitive aspect. It's not that he doesn't have the ability to win. Just it never works for him. Like something just goes wrong or he's a second behind or he's or he's going against somebody that's just a fucking beast and he's not going to beat him. Like, you know, he was going against uh, Cody Calafiori, um, Paulie's brother. And who many people, I mean, I don't know how great Cody would do, but I think he would do really well on the challenge, maybe even better than Paulie. Yeah. Um, you know, so he was just going against the wrong people. Um, but if there is going to be an alliance of power that happens in this house, mark my word, Enzo will be in that. He oh, yeah. will read the room and he will figure it out. Yeah. And he will find a way. He might not make it to the final in this, but he's gonna make it pretty far if I he think so too. Just based on that. And here's the big uh you know, the big million dollar question for all of these competitors because none of these shows test people the way the challenge does which is how's your fucking endurance yeah you know because there's no like hey go run a marathon on survivor big brother you know what i mean and that's going to be the interesting part um and we'll go into more of that as we get to the end of this list but um creed you have anything you want to add on enzo no i think you you covered it pretty well i i you know i and i agree with you i think that he's going to do pretty well i don't necessarily know that i see him like running a final but uh, I do see him doing pretty well. So, all right. So, um, let's keep it pushing. And uh, this is the first gentleman from Amazing Race, and his name is James Wallington. Um, he was from Amazing Race Thirty Two. And uh, Tony, why don't you uh, give us uh, some info on him? Because I know you're kind of like our Survivor Co Amazing Race expert in the group. So, let us know what you know about James. <laughs> I like that I've become the Amazing Race expert, having watched one entire season of The Amazing Race. Right. Um, In the last five years. Yeah, it's because I've watched a half season of Amazing Race, but that was when I was 16. So, (laughs) yeah, 20 years ago. I watched when there were like there were six survivor teams on there or something like that. I watched that season. I've watched mm-hmm. this season and I've watched like some very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned from about him is he won his season. Um, they 
I guess it was sort of controversial because they sort of kept their alliance going by sharing answers um, with other teams. So somebody would like one of the teams would figure out the answer. They let the other team know rather than everybody playing the game and doing their own thing, yeah. um, which I, I guess became quite controversial um, because it's not normally done on the amazing race. It's usually pretty much every man for himself um, or every woman for herself. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess there was some heat there, but that, I think that sort of like conniving mentality and like, do what you can to win will actually serve him well on the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you almost kind of have to have that because of the way that the game is set up. And, you know, I know we've said this like 6,000 times, but again, that's assuming that the CBS version will be similar or the same as the MTV version of the challenge. Um, you know, yeah. but yeah, you almost have to be like, you know, cutthroat and conniving. Like, I mean, we see people play nice and we've seen people win nice, but for the majority part, like just the way the game's set up, you kind of have to be. So, yeah. And <clears throat> look, his cast photo, he's wearing a Patagonia jacket. So that means he's well prepared for whatever may be going on outside. So I'll <laughs> give him that. Exactly. Um, the the next gentleman we have on our list um, is a Love Island competitor um, from Love Island 3. And his name is Giovanni Vega. And that is a very, uh, I like his first name, Giovanni. I've never Giovanni. heard that before. That's I've cool. Heard, I've heard it before. I like that name. Though. So um, uh, Mr. Vega is going to be appearing. He is from Love Island 3. three. Uh, Tony, what do you know about <laughs> Mr. Vega? <laughs> He works in real estate and okay. there is, I found an article that was just like half dragging him because of this next fact, but I found it very amusing. So this was the only thing that I wrote down about him besides the fact that he's a real estate agent. Um, he has a huge tattoo of a tiger on his chest again for his 24th birthday because he's a Leo. So I'm I love him. that process for you. I he love had a tiger tattoo because he's a Leo. I love him. Karina's a Leo and has a tiger tattoo. <laughs> there you I, go. Didn't, I didn't get the tiger because I'm a Leo. I actually have a because. Leo sign and then I also have a tiger. I just like tigers more than lions. But yeah, I don't think he was familiar with <laughs> the way that the article read made it seem like he may not have understood the assignment. Maybe, maybe it's a liger. It's a liger. Maybe. I mean, look, I'm That's a hilarious. I got a tattoo of a zombie chick eating a heart on my arm um, because I'm a Capricorn. So whatever. Oh, my God. It's no big deal. I, I yeah, I've got a I've got a raven perched on the number 42 wearing an Elizabethan ruffle and a deerstalker cap in Stephen King's glasses because I'm an Aries. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, love it. Look, I got that one, which is a skull with a third eye, um, because I'm in. I believe the third. Oh no! Oh, the eyes on the skull look like a galaxy. Mm -hmm. Um, that's because my son's uh, a Gemini. So yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Right. Moving on. Sorry. Anyways, I I'm looking forward to seeing Mr. Vega. It looks like he's a it looks like he's a, a larger guy, and I mean that in height wise and shoulder width. Like he looks. Um, pretty big. Looks um, like a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fit guy. He's pretty he's jacked. Like, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's pretty athletic. Yeah. 
Um, so interesting to see how he's going to play out. Yeah. Uh, but this next guy, this next guy, though, the next one, <laughs> the next guy, though, is look, he caught a lot of shit because he had a bad moment on this last season of Big Brother. when he <laughs> said a few um, probably not well thought out uh, words to yeah. Xavier. OK, but people are acting like it's he, not the end of the world. People are acting teams. like, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying like people are acting like Kylan, like freaking like. I don't know, like kicked his dog, or, like murdered his puppy. Or what something. is it with like, kicking it's, people's dogs? I don't know, but I still think about that girl in the group all the time. Still like, why dog. is she kicking dogs? Yeah. Why is she telling man. people to go kick dogs? Anna, stop kicking dogs. Anyways, before we go down a <laughs> rabbit hole, we don't need to go down. Um, the next person is Kylan Young, and he's from Big Brother 23. Yeah. And uh, he had a moment when he got voted out because he got, you know, he got backdoored basically yeah. um, and lied to by Xavier, who ended up winning Big Brother 23. Um, and let me put it to you this way. Kylan is the closest thing I've ever seen on reality TV to Goku. And if you watch any Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you know, Goku, Goku. Yes. It's all about the best of the best. I want to test myself against the best. And yep. that's what Kylan was trying to do. He wanted to have the three strongest competitors at the end in Big Brother and for them to fight it out to be the best. Yeah. Xavier thought it out and was like, nah, bro, I don't want to go against you in the end. I'm going to get you out now. Yep. Um, Which is obviously the smarter thing to do. Move. Smarter game. I, I do understand why Kylan was upset because Xavier did agree to it. But at the same time, this is Big Brother, dude. Yeah. People like, lie. Yeah. That's part of the game. And if he can adapt to that in the challenge, I think he'll do really well. Yeah. Um, look, in my personal opinion, I really like Kylan. Um, I root for him. Yeah. Um, I root for him on Big Brother. I'm gonna root for him now, and he is my pick because of his physical abilities and the connections he has in this house. Um, and there is a rumor, but it's it hasn't been confirmed that him and Tiffany Mitchell may or may not be an item. Oh. Um, so that's a, another layer to that alliance. But like I said, I really like Highland. Um, I'm rooting for him. He's actually like him, Derek X, and one other guy are like my picks to be in the final and or win it. Yeah. Um, so I'm really rooting for him. Yeah. And once again, anybody that loves Dragon Ball Z, it is on my favorite reality TV show. I'm fucking rooting for him. Case closed. <laughs> um does anybody else have anything they want to add in about Kyland? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think you, I think you, you said it perfectly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Kylan. I liked him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are some areas that he is lacking in, um, that are going to affect him. Um, so I don't personally have him in the final. Um, I feel like that the the atmosphere and the gameplay and environment of the challenge is going to be a big shock to him. Um, just like be big brother was, even though I don't understand how it was. Cause I'm pretty sure he said he was like a fan who's been watching. Everybody forever. says they're a super fan. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think that the social and the gameplay, the cutthroatness of the game is going to be a big shock to him because again, and it's funny that you make the comparison to Goku and you know, and everything because it's, it's weird because he kind of is, you know what I mean? He, the best, of the best you know he I, I don't see i don't know if 
Kylan has it in him to backstab somebody and pull a shysty ass move. I don't know if he, he if he has that in him yet. I think that he's capable of it, but I think it's going to kind of be like a like a Jenny West thing where he's going to have to come up against that wall and like get smacked in the face with it before he's able to be like, OK, I have to let this go and I have to understand that I need to be cutthroat in order to succeed at this type of a game. My counter argument is him uh, getting Sarah Beth out of the house who hit was his side alliance outside of the cookout he was the one that made that move and then the second one and i think uh holds more weight was he's the one that knew that tiffany had to go right away well yeah but again you have to understand like the sarah beth thing first of all he didn't want to he struggled so fucking hard with that one yeah and there was a big issue because he didn't want to put sarah beth up and the same thing happened when it came down to tiffany and claire right and tiffany actually anyway um (laughs) but i i i think that again it came down to his word and his honor because as much as he was in an alliance with sarah beth the cookout was really where his allegiance lied so it he still really was not pulling a shicey move because that was part of the plan the whole entire time to him right he didn't tell her right no of course he didn't but i'm just saying like if it came down to him doing like what xavier did i don't i i don't know if he would be able to actually do it i think that that's my that's my like as close as they were and and taking out your number one i think he would now after xavier with him but exactly anyways we could argue about this all night honestly we can we can move on from that yeah yes i'm excited to see (laughs) kylan look yeah kylan's gonna be Kylan's going to be good if he can learn to not tell hour long stories. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know what? I'm just going to turn over uh, introduction and talking about this next guy because he's from the amazing race and I have nothing to add about him. Tony, please. So it is Leo. I believe his last name is Tamori. I like um, that. He was on the amazing race 20. It says 23, but he was also on. It might be like 23, 24 and 31. Oh wow! Um, he okay. was on two back to he was on two back to back, and then most recently on thirty one. And I don't know what the two back to back ones were, gotcha. um, but he placed fourth, fourth, and then third on the most recent one. Nice. Um, he has the record for the most legs run over his career with thirty four legs of the Amazing Race run. Wow! And um, on top of that, he I guess he's part of the only team who's been U turned twice and not eliminated as a result. Uh, That's actually super impressive. I know about that, where yeah. they basically get get all the way to the, or to the scene and they get turned back to the previous checkpoint, have to yeah. go back and then redo it and come back yeah. again. And it usually is a knife to the heart, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Your competition. So that's yeah. impressive. That's, that's really awesome. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know too much about him because again, like I just watched the most recent one and I haven't seen much in the recent years. But I feel like I would possibly go back and watch his because that's super impressive. Yeah, it really is. That it, is. It's like, I guess the equivalent in challenge talk would be um, Wes going down over and over in what was at the runes. And the ruins, yeah. Yeah, and keep coming back. Similar thing. Um, hey, uh, have you seen him live on TV? Is he a bigger guy like Swole, like muscular or is I he... Don't think so he um, I th- smaller I th- yeah that's what i was thinking i think too. he's more of like a kahada type of build where kahada j like, that's kind of what he reminds me of yeah yeah okay 
Yeah. Well, you never know. He might be, it might be something really good. And look, um, he could be like Kyle. You never know. You never Kyle, know. I always thought Kyle was a lot smaller. Like when he first started, I always thought he was a lot smaller. Mm. And all of a sudden, like you find out he's like super freaking tall. And yeah, once like, he started to bulk up a little bit, it was like, oh shit. Okay. So you're actually a big dude. Yeah. I think Wes said he's like <laughs> six, two and like 200 pounds. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. Like, something like that. Yeah. So, um, look, uh, we're on a roll right now. And with that being said, this is last two yeah um we only got two left and it's the guy i've been the last guy is the one i've been rooting for that i wanted to see on i would have loved to see him on the the flagship yeah but before we get to that there's someone that tony brings up anytime we talk about players we want to see go from survivor to the challenge yep it's his Corey lay of the survivor world <laughs> tony wants you to do the honors of introducing the next guy that's going to be on cbs the challenge mr tyson apostle and it's a good thing that they did cbs the challenge because i don't know that he would have gone on to the flagship because he is 42 so yeah. he's a little bit older than they would normally cast but that is not a detriment to what he's capable of um He's a former cyclist. He is an avid pickleball player. So he is fair, like he's in shape. He's fairly athletic. He's played four seasons of Survivor. He's won once. Um, basically, Hayden, as you mentioned, um, was part of the opposing uh, tribe who voted out Tyson's girlfriend at the time, now wife, and had basically, they did it because they assumed that Tyson would take her place. And they were potentially going to be able to get rid of him and weaken his tribe. Oh, and yeah. Rachel basically said, like, this is your game. I know that you're in a good position on your tribe. You stay. She ended up getting eliminated. And at that point, Tyson said, if I don't win, then it wasn't worth her going home. Right. So he yeah. went on to win that season and, like, killed that season. Um, but he is <laughs> also very, he's very humble about the fact that, like, he basically got himself voted out of heroes versus villains um, because they had a they had a plan and everything was going according to plan. And then he changed his vote Oh and no! because he changed his vote because he felt that one person wouldn't play their idol for someone else yeah. with that much on the line. Um, so he played um, he switched his vote uh-huh. and, and that person that person did end up doing it. And if he wouldn't have switched his vote, then it would have been a tie. Yeah. And the revote would have resulted in the person that they wanted going home and he would have stayed. Right. And in his like final parting words, he basically said, yeah, I know I have voted out, but I'm still pretty awesome. And like it's moments, <laughs> it's moments like that where I can absolutely see Tyson being the Devin of this, like this season of the challenge. Right. And I cannot wait to see him interact with TJ because I think it'll be amazing um, because they're both like they can both kind of snipe back and forth. Um, but the other big thing, too, like he's played 116 days of Survivor total. Um, he was my he was my winner pick for season 40 because. I knew that there was an element of in season 40, you could get eliminated from the game. You went to the edge of extinction and you would at some point have a chance to win your way back in. And he was my pick, not because I thought that he wasn't going to get voted out. In fact, I knew he was going to get voted out because he's a huge threat. But I also knew that he was going to be the one who was the most likely to come back into the game. Right. And he did. Yeah. Um, he came back in and then 
almost came back in a second time. Wow. Uh, but actually, uh, Natalie Anderson was the one who, who ended up coming back in uh, on that. Oh, okay. But, um, he's also, cause he's played four seasons, every single tribe, every single tribe that he's been on, on four seasons, they've won their first challenge against the opposing tribes. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Hmm, I'm excited to see him play. I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I, as much as you've talked about him, Tony, I, I'm i excited to see him. Like, he, I hope he lives up to the hype that you built for him. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds like he will. It sounds like he delivers. If he doesn't, we're blaming Tony. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm still going to go back and watch Survivor. I want to see his show, his him and his element. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And not just judge him on what happens on this. But I am very excited to see him. Uh, I, think, I think he's going to do good on this, yeah. too. Like, just from what you say, like, it, there's just, there's just, like, there's those people who are just good at shit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, from what you say anyway, he's one of those people who that's just, like, good at shit. Like a yeah. Jordan or... You know what I mean? Like a um, a land, like just they're just naturally good at shit. So I'm excited. It, there's there's to me, there's like five or six guys that I can realistically see getting to the final and, and doing well. Right. Yeah. And he's one yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, the only way I see him going early is by a stroke of bad luck. You know, he just happens to do bad in the first daily and he gets put up against, you know, Ben. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. You know, he ends up having to go against Kyland or some shit like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Or he gets fucked and it's like some random bullshit that nobody's going to be good at. And, you know, but that's the only way I see it happening. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to see it, see him compete. And I'm glad that you get to see your favorite survivor player make that jump that you've been talking about for so long. Yeah, so I'm cool. um So there we go. All right. Last but not least on the men's side. And guys, if you've been listening, we've I've talked about this gentleman quite a few times and how much I think he would do great at the challenge. And there's a couple of reasons. Um, well, first of all, he's from Big Brother. His name is Xavier Prather. And he played this last season of Big Brother, uh, season 23, and was the winner of the season. Mm -hmm. I believe he is one of the few, if not the first person that has gotten all, it was completely unanimous that he was the winner of this season. Yes. Um, now, here's a couple little bit of background information because I know it. Um, he played uh, collegiate basketball for Spring Arbor University. I believe he was a point guard. Uh, he did fairly well. I don't have statistics in front of me, but there you go. Um, <laughs> now, the more impressive thing, um, and this is impressive just based on the fact that anybody that can go to school and pass this is impressive is he is actually a lawyer that has passed the bar and can practice law. Yeah. I believe he has passed the bar in Michigan. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. But the simple fact that you are a lawyer and you know how to talk and understand situations and read people very well, and then you get put into a reality TV show where you have to read people, read situations, and understand what's going on and how to work mm -hmm. your way into it and to to say things in a certain way that project you a certain way without mm -hmm. getting you in trouble. Um, so a very intelligent man. Um, and like I said, in my personal opinion, probably the best person at a big brother over the last five or six seasons that could have come over to the challenge 
and he is coming over, even though it is the CBS version. Um, personally, like I said, there's five to six guys I think that can make the final. Yeah. To me, he if there was a odds being placed, he would have the highest odds for winning. Yeah. I don't really see a lot of people being able to beat him in a physical endurance puzzle. He's just so good at everything. He, he's very well rounded, very great political, very good social, very competitive. He Smart. doesn't have the wins he should in Big Brother because he personally tried to hold back so he wasn't considered like a beast and a threat right away. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, that's Xavier Prasser, and that's my kind of pick to win it this year. Yeah. Um. But that's enough of me talking. I'm gonna turn it over to you guys. See if you have anything to say. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have any. I can't really add anything else to that. You kind of, you know, said all there is to say about Xavier. Um. I I'm really excited to see him. He's, you know, as much as you've named him in our recent episodes talking about who we'd like to see come over. I've also named Xavier because I think that he would absolutely kill the challenge. Um, And now we get to see if he can, you know, and so I'm really excited for that. Um, And I'm excited. Like, I don't know. I just I think it would be really interesting, Um, you know, and this kind of goes back to the whole the cookout and the camp out and all of that. Um, so, you know, and that was the the goal of the cookout. Um, so Xavier is the first black man that has ever um, won Big Brother, uh, male or female. And so I think it would be really, really interesting to see how that plays into the CBS Challenge version. Like, how crazy would it be if he did come over the cookout, the camp out, I'll work out to get whatever. And then Xavier ends up winning that, too, when he just, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that would be really interesting. So I'm really excited to see how he plays this out, especially because he is is coming in as a very recent winner to me like if i was in the house i would automatically put a target on him um but you know we don't know we'll see how the rest of the uh the rest of the cast perceives him and plays with them but i am really excited yeah i mean um he wouldn't be if he were to win this season he wouldn't be the first big brother and challenge winner but he'd be the first person to ever do it back to back yeah which would be fucking super impressive i mean yeah at that point i'm telling him don't come back to the challenge next year go to survivor next year see if you can win that motherfucker too <laughs> you know what i mean um so yeah. you know i think like i said i think for what where they were casting from i mean i can't really say too much to love island but from what i'm hearing from you saying tony about the survivor players what i'm seeing from the big brother players I think they did a fairly good job casting this. I mean, I think there are some areas where they could probably improve. But if I were going to grade this, I would grade it at like a solid B. Like, I think they did pretty good. Yeah. Um, And I think it should be a really compelling and interesting season. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I don't want to watch it because it's, you know, I don't see any real world or road rules players on it. But it's like it's fucking content. It's a challenge. It's got TJ. I'm going to watch that shit. I just don't get that. Like, I don't understand the whole idea of like, oh, I don't know these people from this new show. And it's like, okay, but when the challenge started, you didn't know the fucking people from real world either. Like before the real world, like before you started watching the seasons, you didn't know those people. Like, it's the same thing. Like, I just I don't I don't get it. Just watch the show. And 
yeah, I mean, look, there are some really good characters, or I hate to say characters because it makes it seem like it's not who they are. Um, cast members. Cast members that have very dynamic personalities. Yeah. Like you get Xavier and Kylan around each other, and then you throw in Tiffany. It is going to be extremely fucking interesting I'm, to see how they play this game together. I'm more excited to see how these people cross play. Like we've seen Tiffany and Xavier and Kylan play together. I'm excited to see what happens when you throw in these survivor players, when you throw in these amazing race players and see how that affects friendships and stuff. Because if you think back, you know, Tiffany had her the cookout alliance, which was, you know, supposed to be the number one thing. But then when it came down to her actually putting her pair, Claire, up on the block and not winning and going and sitting next to Claire on the block like she had planned out. She didn't. She ended up winning that challenge that and becoming it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, no, no, yeah. So that's where I'm. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, and yeah, I wonder if she has any, you know, leftover feelings from being the first person of the cookout to be sent out. So I don't know. I'm just I'm it, excited yeah, to see how yeah. that alliance could change. Look, I'm just kind of taking a look. And let's say they decide to do like a second rendition of like the camp out or cookout. Like just listen to this lineup, though. You got Cinco Holland Jr., former Division One collegiate football player. Danny McRae, professional NFL football player. You know, David Alexander, uh, professional he's, fuck up on He's going to give you problems. <laughs> um, but let's just say he's in it, right? And then uh, Javon, say it, I can't read it from here. Giovanni. Giovanni Vega from Love Island. Don't really know much about his background or history. Um, but looks like a bigger athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Kyland, who's a beast physically. And then you have Xavier, who's a former collegiate basketball player, lawyer, and overall beast. I mean, that's a fucking dangerous alliance if they decide to form up just the black men together. Like, I and that's don't, just the males. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the males. That's not saying if they decided to do it with like a cookout or a campout 2.0 where they start including, yeah. you know, Tasha. And, you know, all the other women, Tiffany, Aza, all the other women from Survivor as well in Love Island. Well, and then at that point, then it's just like then at that point, that's still only the black cast members. But if they pull in all the people of color, then you get Derek X. Yeah. You get, like there's so much potential with something like that. But then at that point, I guess it, it, it's almost too big. Right. Because well, then we're basically it's a repeat of Big Brother. And in that like, situation, yeah. unfortunately, Tyson goes home week four. Right. You know. <laughs> That's what that's what it's going to be. But yeah, I don't know. But I'm excited to see how it all plays out. I really, really am. Like, I know that a lot of the fans are like me about it right now. But I think that's I think that's mainly the fans that don't watch the other shows um, and don't understand these cast members that are coming on. Um, But I think for us who watch the other shows and know about these people, like Rick said, like they did good. They did damn good with this cast. It seems to be pretty stacked. And I'm excited to see how they how they compete, how they handle the gameplay. And then I'm excited to see what happens from there. You know what I mean? Like we kind of talked about in our in our last CBS challenge discussion was, you know, is it going to end up being a replacement show? Is it going to end up being a feeder show? Which is what I'm really hoping for. Yeah, You know what I mean? So like I'm just I'm excited to see how this whole thing plays out. I'm I'm stoked for this. Look, it's to me, it's it's fresh meat 3.0, right? It's fresh meat to the challenge, but it's not fresh meat to some of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the exciting part is like, yeah, like as challenge fans, if you haven't watched Survivor Big Brother Love Island, this is a new fresh meat with no vets. Yeah. It's all fresh yeah. meat. 
Yeah. But to some of us, it's like, okay, we know who these people are and we know what to watch for. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Even if we don't get like a cookout 2.0, the idea of watching like Kylan, Tyson and Xavier work together is fucking exhilarating. I'm stoked to see this shit happen. Or could you imagine like Tyson and Tiffany working together? Yeah. Like just, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing too, right? Like for Survivor, um, like Jeff Probst has said, because they're starting like with season one, 41 is like the new era. He said that like for the foreseeable future, you're not going to see people from the first 40 seasons come back. So I don't know how long the foreseeable future is. My guess is that can be translated as until ratings start to dip. But as it stands (laughs) right now, CBS challenge is how we're going to see these people. Yeah. I'm fine with it because it's, it's, really interesting to see them in a new setting yeah the thing that i'm looking forward to is all of the stats that i've given you guys tonight and like all of the things that i have said about these people yeah other than danny and shan which would be 26 days these are people who have spent like variations of 39 days on an island without with minimal food with minimal water with like out with the elements this is a situation where you're going to get these people who played Survivor in peak form. Right. Because they aren't dehydrated. They're yes. not hungry. All of the elements of Survivor that work to downplay your abilities are not present in CBS Challenge. Right. Oh, that's Challenge a good point. CBS, however, we're putting it. So yeah. this is like this is the opportunity to see them at their peak. And yeah. I am pumped. That's a really good point. I actually didn't even consider that, that, you know, like all these survivor players that we're assessing, like they're not even at their full potential um, when we're watching them on the show. I mean, maybe on like the first, you know, couple, like the first, you know, or not elimination, but the first like immunity or reward challenge or whatever, because like they just got there. But I mean, even just a few days of no food, no water can severely affect your body and your capabilities mm-hmm. um, and yeah. your production value. So, I mean, that's actually a really damn good point. Like that makes me even more excited to see these survivor players um, and then be able to compare them to their their performances on the on survivor. Like that's ooh. yeah. Ooh. And to kind of like co-sign on what Tony's saying. I was just looking through the cast. Every single one of the Big Brother players that are on here, and that's why I give this grade so high from what you're saying about Survivor players. Yeah. Most of them are 20 plus days on location, you know. Well, even even all the Big Brother players yeah. have all made jury. Yeah. And it, well, and if you think about it, even the the amazing race players that Tony was telling us about, like all of them have placed within the top like four or five yeah. on their respective seasons. Obviously, Love Island, we don't know as much about because... I mean, you know, there's not really stats that go with that. It's a different kind of, you know, game. It's it's a day show like it's a little bit different, but like it seems like they were really kind of picking from the top of the of the barrel with all of the shows. And that that makes it yeah. exciting. Agreed. And I mean, even David Alexander, who in his first season didn't make jury, he made it on all stars against, yeah. you know, Janelle, Kazar, Cody Calafiori, you know, all these big, Tyler Crisp and big all these games. big yeah. games. He still made it to jury. So I am a little sad to not see Tyler on this list. You know, he got his girl. But yeah, I got Angela. So yeah. <laughs> well, guys, um, I don't really have anything else to add about this. I'm yeah. excited to see you get going. Do you guys have anything you want to throw in there? Um, the only thing that I would say is that, again, I don't want to remove anyone from the cast because the cast is stacked. 
I would have liked to have seen Malcolm Freeberg and I would have liked to have seen Wendell Holland as yeah. part of the men's. If only like if I if Wendell and Dom were on this together after dominating their season of Survivor, I would be really interested to see if they're for one, if they're able to do it a second time. And two, if they're targeted within the Survivor crew because they know how well they work together. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, huh, I, I, it's interesting. It, on that note, yeah, a few scenes that a few people I would have liked to see is I would have loved to see Natalie A, like I said previously on this, yep. just to kind of see what she could do. Secondly, like on the big brother side, Devon, like Karina said, would have loved to see her come back on this because she we know there's no Wes there, so she could do it. And then, you know, people like Tyler Crispin would have been great yeah. to see. Um, you know, uh, I know I mentioned his name last week. He was on season 19, the the rodeo cowboy or the rodeo clown, Jason. I can't think, I of, his can't think of his last name. But, but, you yeah. know, competitive. Like there's a few people I wish we could have seen. But overall, like I'm good with the cast. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I, yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Um, one last thing I want to run through before we say our goodbyes is Karina mentioned this earlier that we have seen some people on on the challenge from uh, Love Island before. Um, it, Karina, do you want to go ahead and let us know who some of those people were before we take off? Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, we have seen some people from Love Island on the challenge. So I just want to like just kind of remind everybody because I know it's easy to be like, oh, we don't know these Love Island people. And I know we didn't say a lot about them tonight um, because, again, we don't really know these Love Island people. Um, but we have actually had quite a few Love Island players on MTV's The Challenge. And I, when I went back through this list, I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, I was kind of coming into this with the, oh, it's a dating show and blah, 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 right? But so far from Love Island on The Challenge, we've had Georgia, Theo, Idris, Jeremiah, Priscilla, Gabby, Tracy, and then Lauren Coogan was also from Love Island. Obviously, we didn't see, we saw Zip Z Nada from her um, because of whatever happened. We're not even going to get into that, but... Like all of the Love Island people that we have seen um, have performed really well on their respective seasons for the most part, besides maybe like Tracy, um, who was on this most recent season of, of 37. I believe she was partnered with Devin at first and she kind of got tossed around a little bit and then she was eliminated. Uh, I can't I can't remember who. Um, and then uh, but what I'm interested in, see, what I'm really interested in is that most of these Love Island people that came over to MTV's The Challenge were from Love Island, UK. So that's where I'm like, you know, obviously we can't make a direct comparison, but like it does give me hope that some of these Love Island people um, might actually bring some good competition to the show because it's not like we haven't seen it in the past. So I think I think that's a, a pretty fair assumption, you know, based on some of the things that we know about the select small few like the Cinco Holland and some right. of the other people. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so. But other than that, I mean, I'm I'm good. I think that, uh, you know, I think we pretty much covered everything as far as what we know about the cast up to this point. Um, you know, it's obviously we touched on the fact that it's rumored that Christmas either dropped herself or was dropped by the show, um, you know, which kind of sucks. I was really looking forward to seeing her. But, you know, it shit happens. That's all I can really say about that. <laughs> you never know. She she might get replaced by someone else, one of the alternates or they might bring her on. Yeah. Never bring somebody else on in there. A total badass. I mean, look at it. We 
Um, you know, no offense to either of these people being mentioned, but you know, we were going to get Carly Johnson for a second season, but instead we got Car Maria, yeah. you know, so and that kind of led to something else. So you never know how these scenes are going to play out. Right. Um, and we don't know how that would have played out for Carly. She might've been the new car. We, we don't know. Yeah, um, you but, know. but with that, all of that being said, I'm excited. I know everybody else here is excited because at the end of the day, it's more challenge. I don't care if it says the three letters are MTV or CBS. As long as it says the challenge and TJ's hosting that motherfucker, yep. I'm going to watch it. Yep. Um, yep. So, guys, stay tuned. Um, listen to following episodes coming up because as we find out more, we're going to let you guys know more, whether it's a team season, individual. Um, we won't go into actual spoilers of what happens in the season because no. we're not about that business. Um, but we will let you know some interesting things about the show as they come out and we know more about it. Um with that being said, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us talk shit about this. Um, we've had a great time. So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful, gorgeous, intelligent wife who does all the fucking work on this podcast, <laughs> edits it, puts together and runs the IG, fucking books a guest, does it all, makes us all look good and sound good. Well, at least everybody else except for me. Oh, God. I'm joking. Because you do uh, it on your own. Karina Hayes. <laughs> the fucking mastermind of this and then the guy who makes sure we're not telling half lies and you know telling you to google that shit after every little thing we say uh the one the only the stats and info guy tony motherfucking lance um myself ricky hayes and unfortunately like i said some of our team members aren't here but shout out to josh stephanie Lindsay, aaron tyranny we miss y'all we'll talk to you guys soon um if you haven't rated us yet go rate us five stars if you haven't downloaded the episode download it but otherwise bye later bye